All right. Welcome to the Big Blue United podcast. I am Dan. I'm joined here with my trusty life partner, Colin. How's it going, Colin? Ooh, life partner. I like that. I mean, at this point, what, how long have we known each other? Since fourth grade? I think it was third. Didn't you come to summer? Third, yeah, third, third grade? grade. Yeah, third grade. Yeah. So that's, I don't know, eight years old. We're 35. That's pretty much life partner. Yeah. No stopping anyway. now. Um, <clears throat> so like I was, I was saying um, before we started recording, this was going to be the most depressing podcast we were ever going to record. And you know what? How how quickly things can change in just a matter of, an, of a couple of hours. The Thanksgiving turkey came and dropped off a, a an early Thanksgiving gift, I think. <sighs> I, I, I feel like, and I know it's just the beginning and that there's a lot more to do, but I feel very cathartic because it's starting now. It has to start now. It didn't yeah. wait till December. It has to start now. So Yeah. To, to help us ring in the purge of this awful organization in front office, we have... Our good buddy, Nick, joining us, a, a, a friend of the pod, a, a reoccurring uh, personality. Thanks for joining us, Nick. How you doing, man? Good, good. You know, I'm, I'm, I've got lots of optimism right now about the Giants season, you know, and a lot of, <laughs> a lot of perspective hope here. So, you know, I came, I figured this was the right group to kind of hash it out with. Yeah, yeah, lots of just, Which season? 2022, 2023, 2024? <laughs> yeah. How far down the line? I figured by the time my kids get old enough, you know, we could see maybe Arch Manning will be on at the helm. You know, a lot, a lot of hope there. Yeah. <laughs> How old is Arch? Arch is what? He's 18? Or younger? I think, I, he's a, I think he's a sophomore. He might be, you know, he might be a little younger than that. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, he'll be going to Duke soon, and and just just in the pipeline, we're gonna we're gonna have Daniel Jones just keeping the seat warm for him for the next four years. No, um, I, I think I think what they have to do, I think that Dave Brown, uh, Daniel Jones, and Arch Manning would have to live in a house together, and it would be yeah. a reality TV show about Duke quarterbacks and what they're doing with their lives. Put your Dukes up on Bravo. Uh, before we get into it. Uh, Let's just remind everyone to follow us at Big Blue United uh, at all your social medias, and you can email us at gmail.com. No one does. I dare you to do it. Um, and also follow us at uh, – check out the, the Pigskin Podcast Network at TPPN, also on Twitter, um, for the whole wide world of fan-driven uh, football podcasts. Um, it's there for you guys. Um, so, I, I mean, Colin alluded to it before. We had some – extremely extremely sad uh stuff going on nothing out of the ordinary but it, it was the the giants tampa bay game we can talk about that or we can talk about the good stuff so i guess it was the good news bad news podcast um in the game versus jason garrett leaving the team uh what do you guys want to start with first uh, hmm. let's talk about the game let's talk about the game because the game flows to jason garrett leaving i agree um so, I mean, we, we know the Giants got trounced by Tampa Bay. I guess that's not that surprising. But I guess within the fashion that they lost, it, it is. Because people were teasing this game as a potential, um, maybe not upset, but, you know, the Giants could cover the 10-point spread, I think, was the, was the popular betting line. And, uh, you know, the Giants lost 30-10. to 10. Uh, They scored one touchdown only because there was a, a turnover on the five-yard line because, you know, Mike Evans forgot what he was doing and, and chested a pass. Um, and we were only able to punch that in because we ran a trick play to our left tackle. Um, other than that, we put up three points and I don't know, 
I don't know if you guys know how many third downs we converted, but to me it seemed like none. Uh, it was a disgraceful game, especially coming off a of bye when you had, uh, you know, two weeks to prepare. It seemed like they were flat-footed. There was no vision. There was no uh, establishment of anything. This was when Daniel Jones first had all of his weapons back aside from Sterling Shepard. We had uh, Galladay on the field, Kadarius Toney, and the magnificent return of Saquon Barkley, the uh, generational talent that would certainly put his imprint in this game. And he... Um, he, he, he certainly didn't. I think he had, a, what was it, six carries for 25 yards and 56 yards total, something like that. Um, so not, not a huge impact. He got, he got out. out uh, <laughs> Leonard Fournette had more uh, yardage than he did. Um, so, uh, you know, we can begin with the offense. I think we want to start there. Um, but I don't know. Uh, initial takeaways for, for you, Nick. How do you view this game? What stands out to you the most? So for me, uh, it, the, uh, again, I know this is kind of the we're talking about Garrett eventually, but the offense just it just there never feels like a creative. It feels so so f- like everything feels forced, and it just feels like nothing's fluid. Like when I looked at like Kadarius Tony, and you start to think you're like, man, he's so exciting, and they're finally just starting to get him the ball in creative ways. And you know, I look for the first couple weeks, I I watch, and I'm like, you know, a guy like Cordero Patterson goes to Atlanta. And he's just like a retread of a, of a guy who's been around the league and they can find ways to get him the ball. And they're just, you know, it's all these, you know, jet sweeps and, and double reverses. And he's throwing like, how can we live in a world where we just can't get our, our talented guys ball, the ball in space, you know, Tony, it's, it's happening a bit, but he should have at the end of the game, you know, it should be 20 touches, you know, he should be the worker. Same with Saquon, either he, either he's healthy and he's ready to go or you just shut him down and we just find a way to package him for a fourth round pick at the end. But I mean, I know, you know, I'm kind of like firing right out of the, the, the gate here, but Ingram's the same way. He just, I know everybody's kind of like left him for dead, but he's athletic and he's big and he can do things. And we just find, we just find ways to not get the ball to these guys. You know, we're just not creative plays. We're predictable when we run, we're predictable when we pass. And I, Happy to see Garrett go. Just, I'd love to hope that we're going to find a way to be more creative and get kind of more forward-thinking offense. It, it blows my mind all the time because, and I know this is just, just going to sound so obvious, and we've kind of said it time and time again, but, like, are these coaches looking at the same team that we're looking at week in, week out, and, like, what they're doing with it? Was it one of those things where someone had to tell Joe Judge, listen – Give Garrett a couple of weeks. He, he's going to figure it out. Did someone like, did Mara have to like sit someone down and be like, I know you're not liking what's going on here, but we have to see, we have to ride it out and see how it goes. Like, or, or was everyone super quiet about it and not talking about it? Like, I wonder what that dynamic is. Yeah. I mean, that's a great point. It, it, it obviously Garrett hasn't been known for his uh, imagination or creativity and uh, as an offensive play caller or, or game planner. We knew that because we watched him be horrendous with the Cowboys for, for you know, the past 15 years or whatever it was, 10 years. Um, and I don't know how we expect, expect them to do anything different with the Giants. And, again, I think this goes to our theory that we've been pitching forever now that, um, you know, although a lot of, uh, of the blame should be uh, brought to Joe Judge and, you know, he's ultimately – the, the head guy in charge, he should be able to put his foot down or put his imprint on the offense, even though he's not the offensive coordinator. 
But um, I, I still get the impression, I think it's true, that, that he never wanted to hire Garrett, and that was a thing the Maras did because they value consistency. Um, and they, you know, Garrett was a, a giant and the Giants coaching staff um, to, to help shepherd the young gun uh, because, God forbid, let, letting someone do anything new um, without any sort of uh, something tradition tying it back to the past um obviously didn't work out and i, I don't think there's any love loss but between joe judge and, and jason garrett um i think in that press conference he, he sort of put the blame on the coaches and and, and that was thinly veiled for squarely placing the blame on jason garrett um and and nick i i think you're right man like like what what is going on we have these weapons they're all in the field um but there doesn't seem like there's any plan to get them involved and we're resorting to basically gadget plays right off the bat in order to get any sort of offense going. Uh, we're running reverses and, and it's just like, let, let's dump it all out on the first drive and then, you know, run it on first down every time. Uh, the, 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 there's nothing's changed. Nothing, no lessons have been learned. I think it indicates, you know, a, a stodgy, you know, coaching staff, one that doesn't have much creativity and, and one that doesn't have the ability to adapt and, and change when things aren't going their way. Um, and- and, and like, you know, when you, you know, we all like work our jobs and you know, when you just kind of phone it in, you just kind of like, you know what, I'm just going to go and go through the motions this week, you know, kind of like a holiday week we're in right now. You're just like, you know what, I'm going to check my emails, I'm going yeah, yeah. to like, it felt like that's what Garrett was doing. Kyle, I, t- I tagged you in this uh, Orlovsky thing. Did you see there's this route yeah. that they had where all the three Giants receivers converge on this thing? And like, that's the kind of like sloppy, inconsistent stuff that is just inexcusable. And uh, you, it's not like these guys are, this is their first game together. It's week one and, you know, or a preseason game and we're just trying to get the feel for some young talent. I mean, these guys are all, you know, they were, they're playing together. It's, you know, we're, we're more than halfway through the season. It's just, you don't see teams like that make horrible mistakes. And the teams you do see make mistakes like that are the perennial losers, you know, the lions, the Jaguars, like those are the teams that you see that are just never competitive. And it's because they're not, you know, they're not consistent. Look, I mean, look what Belichick's doing, right? Not to talk about the Patriots much, but that's, there's not a lot there in, in, on that team. And they're just, they just do the basics really, really well. They ask Mac Jones to just do enough and that's it. it we're, and, we're, it's back to 2002 with the Patriots again. Yeah, probably. Basically. Um, I'm, I'm happy you brought that up because uh, on, on TJ and, and Dan and I's thread, we also shared the Dan Orlovsky thing. And it's funny. I, that would have been my go-to play of the night to to hammer down, but there was one play that uh, I don't even think we talked about it last night. It it made me chuckle so much, and it was so Jason Garrett, but so not. It was almost like he was trying to 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 grow, and he was still futile. So there was all sorts of like crazy exotic pre-snap motion that I've not seen this team do since he's been the offensive coordinator. And then what happened? It was a run right up the middle for a one yard loss. And I was like, well, this is, this is absolutely incredible. You, you really switched it up on us there, Jason, except you ran the same play that you've always run for on first down. <laughs> yeah. He had, he had his basic, like, like, like dive up the middle, but he's like, let's just like throw some motion in. Like you go that way and, and you go this way and we'll just, you know, whatever you want, like freelance it, and then we're just going to hand it off right up the middle anyway. Um, that's a nice little nutshell of, of his tenure here, uh, just just throwing stuff against the wall and not having any idea what's going on. Let me ask you this. Do you, so, I mean, well, Kitchens will obviously, 
you know, want to show that he's still got some sort of like a grasp and offensive, you know, guru, and he'll want to reclaim the year he had with Baker and all that stuff. Do you think there's any salvaging what we have here offensively in any of these guys? I mean, I'd like to think so, but I'm just, I'm downtrodden. Well, I think just on the, the, the sole fact that when these situations happen, uh, I, I, I don't know what the percentage are, but like you, you, you seem to see it where there is a little bit of an uptick and an, an infusion of energy in the locker room when there's a change like this. Because mm-hmm. frankly, there was a point last night where, and it was the first time all year where I really saw it, where the players gave up. Like they, they just weren't even playing anymore at a certain point. And that's not happened. And that was, I think they were trying to get Jason fired last night, basically. Yeah, well, um, I mean, I think, I think the, the, the offense gave up on Garrett a long time ago, even when we saw Gall- Galladay arguing with him on the sideline like five weeks ago. Um, I don't think things got better from there. It was just like it was a collective effort to get him fired last night, though. Like, yeah. You know, sometimes like one guy's trying hard. <laughs> Nobody was trying hard. Last <laughs> they really night. came together as a team to get the coach fired last night. <laughs> <laughs> it was a full team effort. Uh, I'm sort of like a Kitchens homer in a sense. Uh, I, as many people know, I adopted the Browns as my team a few years ago uh, to 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 spite the Giants, um, and that's when when Kitchens was coaching and they got Baker Mayfield and everything. Um, Against when when he became head coach, he was awful. But I think I think he's smart enough to read the room. And if anyone has with eyeballs has seen Kadarius Tony with the ball, like he's just gonna well, he just just scheme up ways to get him the ball. He had that that little run he had on that that little uh, sort of like sprint pass where he juked the entire team just to get five yards. It's just like like how can you not see that? How can you not just want to give him opportunities to just shred people apart? And you know it got him in trouble a couple times trying to make something out of nothing, but still his ability to stop on a dime and accelerate is, is just fascinating. Like, I, I think, I think other people are saying it, but there's, there's no one in this league, like, um, like Tyree kill, except for maybe Kadarius Tony. Um, there, there's just something different. He stands out amongst, you know, the greatest athletes in the world. Um, so I think, I think kitchens, um, is going to take falling at the mouth. He's salivating. Right yeah. Now. And he's, and you know, we have Kenny Galladay, uh, as well, who we treat like uh, CJ Board essentially. Um, <laughs> maybe see if he's worth that contract. Um, but there's a lot of you know. There's supposedly there's smart people in the building. There, there's uh, analytics guys. Maybe Kitchens gets with them, sees what's working, and, and just changes the entire uh, the entire identity of the offense because whatever we're doing is not working. And uh, and you know all of a sudden getting the ball to Saquon, you know, isn't, isn't going to solve all our problems. So. Um, it's the first time I'm actually fairly excited for the next game, and I haven't had that all year, except for yeah. before the, the poor opener that Nick and I attended together. Yeah. I think, I think we, sh- we should talk a little bit about uh, Daniel Jones' performance, um, what you guys think about that, where, you know, how much does it, the blame rest with him, how much does it rest with the people around him, and, and what does that mean going forward for the season? Uh, maybe, Nick, what do, you, what do you think, man? I actually wrote down a couple of things. And one of the things I wanted to ask you guys about is the options at QB, right? Because you're, you're standing here and we're, we're kind of like, we're at the impending, you know, apocalypse here, if you will, of, of this team, right? Where we're, you know, Garrett's the first to go. And then you'll, you they probably won't let judge go unless there's some sort of like catastrophic meltdown over the next several weeks. But, you know, I, I'm sit you sit right here and you're like, we're not a QB away. 
right? But what what is what are the best options, right? And you know, I, I I was looking at the draft. I mean, currently right now we hold the fifth and seventh pick. Are you are you getting anybody this year that's going to no. you know, turn your team around? No, right? No. So draft. No, no. it's a, it's a a really lowly quarterback draft, apparently, right? Yeah, there's a kid yeah. from Liberty who's athletic and Liberty. Then yeah, exactly. And then there's a kid, Corral, Carl from, from oh, Ole Miss, who's yeah. decent. But again, are you taking one of these guys and, and you know, thinking that they're going to turn your franchise around? Probably not. So then you're like, yeah. trade. Well, who's there to trade? You're, I mean, no, obviously Watson's toxic, so you can't go anywhere near him. No. Nope. The only one I keep hearing is Russell Wilson, right? Yeah, I mean, don't, don't even, don't even man. do that to me. I know, I know. <laughs> But like, do it to me, please give it to me. That's the one guy that you get, right? Maybe a trade for one of these extra picks that we got for Fields last year, and all of a sudden you go from the basement to a contender because he is literally doing exactly what he could do in New York, in Seattle, where like there's very few talents there. I mean, you know, I mean Lockett's Lockett's fast, Metcalf's good, but like the rest is is spare parts at times. So I, I, I mean, that's my pipe dream. I've, I've given up on him. You know, I've seen enough and, you know, I'll root for him because I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a Giants fan through and through, but I just don't see it. Like I looked at that pick last night he threw and it, you just go, you just, you shrug your shoulders and you, you've run out of ways to kind of explain it, you know, like, oh, well, it was a, you know, bad protection. The O-line's not playing well. Oh, it's inconsistent offensive weapons. And I, I'm out of, I'm out of options. I'm out of ways to, to, to account for it. Well, it, it, it's, yes, and I, I agree with you, but it's systemic as well. I mean, like, this is, sorry to say, but this is like the Mark Sanchez uh, program all over again with the other New York team. That guy was ruined, and this guy's getting ruined. So it, it, it is a combination of him not being able to be developed to the point to put the tools together that he has, he clearly has. And because of that, he's not progressing and he's digressing. Um, and, you know, if you put him on a team with the line, I know that's the, the, the tried and true thing that we say, who's to know what's going to happen or some coaching that actually is, is smart and uh, you know, has a developing eye. Like who knows? Frankly, at this point, I hope he goes somewhere else. I said this a couple of weeks ago, that was the nightmare scenario. I hope he goes somewhere else and actually has a decent career. If it's a spot starter or a backup, cool. If he plays some games and, and wins some games as a starter, even better. But, like, this organization has a lot of other problems, and it's not even the quarterback at this point. So, Yeah, I agree. I, I think, um, yeah, we're not going to get anyone in the draft that's, that's going to be a fundamental building block for this team, as far as you can tell, based on college career and, and draft you know, projections. Um, even maybe someone will, but there's no way to know, especially taking it with a high draft pick. Um, so the options are, you know, hold on to Daniel Jones, you know, you know, keep him on for his final year of the contract, um, and then see who emerges from college ranks next year, or the free agency thing, which I think is awesome. I, I don't know that if I was Russell Wilson, I'd come here, but we do have a very similar Galladay is a DK Metcalf, Tony is a younger, probably faster Lockett. Um, if we were able to draft smartly, we could bolster the offensive and defensive line to get a pass rusher and get some interior and maybe next year, you know, a tackle on the offense. Um, I guess I'm going maybe maybe take a fast running back in like the fourth round 
and, 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 and ship uh, Saquon out of here. Um, you know, th- there's things you can do. It's just, you know, uh, I, I don't, I don't know that that's necessarily what's going to happen. I, I think, I think Daniel Jones is the kind of quarterback that, you know, the Maras want uh, as far as like, uh, you know, uh, a soft-spoken, you know, you know, put your head down, uncontroversial character. But I, you know, Eli's one thing. He, Eli's great, and he did a great job in the broadcast. We should talk about that in a minute. Oh, yes, um, we are going to talk about that. But uh, I think what this city needs is, is someone that is like a real alpha quarterback, like a guy that's unapologetic, that's outspoken, that has some swagger because, uh, you know, just being a game manager – isn't going to cut it in the NFL anymore, but especially in the city. Um, we're sick of bland sort of, you know, just, just move the chains and, and get by relying on a, 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 an extraordinary performance from your defense. Cause that's pretty much what it's been the past 20 years. Um, you know, I, Eli was, was, was above average quarterback for a few seasons there, but it was, we wouldn't have won those, those, those uh, Super Bowls without an extraordinary pass rush and, and defensive effort. Um, I think it's just, just new blood, new thinking. Um, yeah, and essentially, ultimately, a new quarterback if we're talking about Daniel Jones. Football fans, who's ready to score some free bets? Now you can when you bet on any NFL game this week with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers who bet just $1 on either team to score can win $100 in free bets. When a team scores, you score. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet $1 on either team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. So let me ask you this. So, you know, there's a, a, a guy that I really liked in college, and he's he's currently in the NFL, and there's he seems to be falling out of favor with his with his team. So let's just play hypothetical here. The the Browns call, and they're saying, listen, guys, Baker's available. We're not asking for a top ten pick, but we're asking for, you know, I know we don't do conditional and predict uh, protected picks like for the NBA here, but we'll you give us a top seventeen pick. And he's yours. Do you do you do you do something like that? Do, like, are you are you, are you interested enough? Me, I mean, aside from the fact that, that I, I love Baker coming out, similar to probably you, Nick. Uh, things can't get worse, in my opinion. So, every, no one wants a quarterback controversy or whatever. But you got to give Dale and Jones some competition. He never had any real competition. Um, if he can beat out Baker, that says a lot, in my opinion. Though Baker's having a tough season, he's sort of everything maybe not skill wise, but, but in sort of command and, and personality wise is everything Daniel Jones isn't. Um, their skills are probably, you know, up, up, up for grabs. Maybe, maybe Jones is a better arm. Baker's more mobile. Um, 
but uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I, at this point, I'm an agent of chaos, and I want things to get blown up. And and if someone that has, you know, if we have a new GM that that I actually believe in that thinks that's a good idea, um, you know, I'm willing to take that trip, just especially considering the options that are out there this year in free agency and, and the draft that doesn't really have any marquee players. Um, so, I mean, I'm, I'm going for it, but uh, I, you know, I want to see this team like do anything that's a, a 360 from or a 180 from where they are right now. I think based on uh, alone his performance this year, a top 17 would be tough for me. Um, later, sure, but uh, I mean, well, isn't it possible that uh, that Russell Wilson's going to go to free agency anyway? Uh, the trade might not even have to happen. I don't think the Russell Wil- Russell Wilson wouldn't be via trade. I don't know how that I don't know how that would all shake out. And but uh, he's going to pick uh, his team. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, just to do a little bit of a segue, and this is uh, you know before we talk about uh, wait the, the say, Manning no, cast you, because what about what? Baker? What about Baker? You can't not answer the question. Would I you take look him? Like Baker with I, I, I answered it. I said I'd take him past 17, one of the picks after the top uh, 17. 16, 16th pick for Baker right now. We had Dexter Lawrence for basically the same thing. Uh, this is just like not like hi- hypothetical. It's just, or, or it is hypothetical, like with this. <laughs> uh, Dude, think of all the funny jokes you can make bacon bread. No, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. And I said, I said, why? I, it's because we're, we're a lot further away than just a change of quarterback. So no, I wouldn't do that. That's okay. not the starting point. I'd rather have an entire team of decent and Wait, get... I got I, I got it. I got something. Look at Baker's career, right? He started at Texas Tech. Uh, he walked, he essentially like, he worked his way into starting spot. Then it was like, no, nah, I want to play at Oklahoma. Then basically walked on there. And, and took away the starting job from someone else. He needs to be shut down and said he's not good enough to rise from the ashes like a phoenix and take New York <laughs> to where it needs to be on top of the NFC East. I do like that. I do like that. Um, I still don't think it would be a good call because who's to know that's actually going to happen based on how... Imagine he takes the, the classic New York Giants flag and plants it in the middle of the Dallas Star... I'm you all know. for it. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> yeah, the fifth and the seventh round pick. Fifth and the seventh overall pick. He's yours. And, and then and then Odell comes back. Yep. Odell is going to have like a thousand yards the rest of the season and like seven touchdowns, and then he's going to come back to New York because he loves it here. It's going to be amazing. And I'm going to explode. <laughs> Odell's getting his entire contract in Bitcoin. Uh, it's the perfect storm for me. <laughs> Um, before we dip into the Manning cast, because, uh, I've got tons to say about that too. Um, I just have to say uh, a little bit of Giants related news, not exactly playing or, or current, but, uh, Michael Strahan will be going to space in two weeks. I saw that. that. I saw that. Blasting him out of the atmosphere and I couldn't be happier for him. Uh, I wish it was Dave Gettleman though. That's the problem. And, uh, as with the one way ticket, um, but yes, I'm happy for Michael. I think um, he's the king of America, and I couldn't be happier about that as my probably favorite giant of all time. Um, yeah. To celebrate, I'll be watching Interstellar like seven times between now and then if you guys want to join me. I don't know if you've realized the, the genius that is Interstellar, but uh, oh my God, that movie rules. Um, but into the Manning cast. Go ahead there, Daniel. Um, yeah, so 
uh, last night I uh, we, we had to take my son to to the doctor because we thought his ear infection flared up. So I was standing outside of the urgent care here in Orlando, watching the Manning cast on my phone like a psychopath, just grinning ear to ear. Uh, first up, I I am now I never really believed it, but I think Eli definitely is a funny guy. When people say stuff like when he's when either Peyton's talking or whatever crappy guests they have on. When people say stuff that's corny, like you can you can read into Eli's face, like he gets it. Eli's he's, Eli's not the pushover. Um, he he had a he teed up Parcells uh, for the most beautiful burn on Peyton ever, where he's like, Bill, I, I uh, you know Peyton's junior year, he's thinking of coming out, um, but he eventually stayed. But if he came out in the draft, would you guys have drafted him as as the head coach of the Jets? And he was like, of course we would have drafted him. And he was like, what would, what would we do? Done when he when he threw. What was it? How many interceptions? Like like 30, 28 interceptions. He was, Bill was like, I, I, I don't know, because I would have slipped my throat by a 16. <laughs> <laughs> and you could see Eli was like, that's that's a better answer than I could ever imagine. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, who else, someone else was grilling him. I think it was uh, I think it was Edelman. And, and they're like, oh, no, it was Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart was like, it's like I'm on to you guys. You guys aren't even in the same room. Like, you don't even, this is just a ruse. You guys don't even like each other. And he's like, you're not even doing Thanksgiving with each other. And Eli's like, I haven't done Thanksgiving with Peyton in 25 years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. man. It, was, it was great. And, like, I, I mean, starting with Parcells, I mean, we, we're going to love him to death, obviously. But he just, like, I forgot he, he has not been in the spotlight whatsoever. And he just got old fast and I was like wow that's that's an old man right there but what was still cool yeah you know, yeah still sharp as as all hell and and you could tell that like because he was on national television for the first time in a while like you you know his wife was just like all right Bill you, you got to be a little funny you got to throw some things in there every once in a while and he he clearly had some things where it was almost like he was planned it, he, it was planned to say it like he asked uh he asked the both of them uh, who, who they thought had more tackles in their career. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Eli was just like, probably me because I've thrown more interceptions. You know it's yeah. bad when you're doing tackling drills at practice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. It was wonderful. Uh, Connellinus Rice, or, or Connellisa Rice, rather. Um, <laughs> Forgot what her real name is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a Mexican dish of some sort, I think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, she was all right. I mean, I've always known she was a football fan, so that was like that was kind of cool. I know they have to like sprinkle in some um, some randos for for guests, but you know it was cool. Um, I think that they're like they're coming into their own every week, and it's just I was telling you guys last night I will not watch Monday Night Football on the regular broadcast anymore. It's just not happening. This 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 completely disrupted the way broadcasting is going to be yeah. now, right? I mean, you guys see this. This is like you get Julian Edelman on, and he's just like laughing. It's the same thing when Gronk was on a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Like the like you get guys just like talking football, and it's just different than the buttoned up stuff that you see normally. And I think as an average fan, you appreciate just kind of hearing couple of guys talking about football now again you know maybe you don't do the guests the way this is constructed yeah, every yeah. Week. it's i i do genuinely think this is the way it's headed you know kind of lighter and, and a little easier to watch yeah i think i think you know tony romo was was the first crack in the iceberg just giving you the raw unfiltered like football stuff and then they're like okay let's double it and put both eli and peyton on and there was i think uh, in the third quarter they're waiting for Condoleezza Rice for like more time than expected. And, and they were just 
breaking down everything. And like, I would do this, I would do that. And they were exactly right. And they, except for like the fact of giants, they didn't expect the giants to not execute. So very, very like in ways inconceivable to like the human mind, um, like very simple plays, like just, just run like a, a sprint at it and dump it off to Saquon. And they're like, Oh, they're doing it. And they're like, Oh wow. I didn't, I didn't see it failing that, that impossible. <laughs> um, and also that was great. Just Eli's just like b- total befuddlement. Um, I liked when they, when they, when the giants got the ball with 50 seconds left in the first half and we were like, okay, are they going to actually do something here? And then the giants proceeded to, run on first down and then do or check down on, on, on second and then throw deep. And then there was the catch and the fumble and just no, no, no semblance of a plan. And then they asked each other, like, like what's going on? And they, they had no answers. What did they say? Was it, I don't remember if I read it the next day or there, they're like, they're failing at running out the clock and going for it at the same time. <laughs> How is that possible? Yeah, I saw that. Um, I, I I have a couple of favorite tweets that I just want to go with because it's rounding it back to Garrett more or less. Um, well, and Gettleman for that matter. This is um, uh, Nick Alex tweets at um, John Mara gave the keys to his franchise to a drunk driver has watched him crash into trees, people, telephone poles and deer for four years. And he's still like, I think he has a real good chance to finding the road soon, <laughs> which is like when it puts it in that perspective, it's like, oh man, that's you're you're not far off. Um, also, just straight to the Garrett point, uh, and this was from Ian uh, from Big Blue United earlier. Uh, the Garrett family is having a rough Thanksgiving week. Jason Garrett was fired today by the Giants. Jason's brother John was informed yesterday that he will not be returning as head coach of Lafayette College next season. He's probably a good coach, and they're like, "Ah, eh, last name, we, we just got to get rid of you." That's, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's bad optics. Oh, by the way, all everybody in his family has got a, a first name that starts with a J. There's like nine of them. They're they're all Jason, Johns, James, Jim. You know, like the, the whole thing. Um, never trust those people. Never trust them. Um, okay, before we move on. Um, you guys have any thoughts on the defense? It was a pretty future performance. I think uh, Eli and Peyton were calling better defensive uh, uh, formations and coverages than they were, especially that play in the red zone where they're like, oh, you should probably double uh, Mike Evans and, and uh, Godwin. And they ended up double. <laughs> and then Eli was watching. He's like, they doubled Cameron Bray? What? Um, you know, it's funny that the Giants put together like two good defensive games in a row and then they're like, oh, Patrick Graham for, for head coach. Um, and now he's going to be like, you know, fighting for his job because everyone is so reactionary and, and, and silly in this, uh, this town. But, um, what'd you think of the defense? Is there anything good? Cause there's not in my opinion. Well, I mean, just Graham coaches knowing how, putrid his pass rush is so what that means is trying to keep every big play in front of him the problem with that is is it's just like a sieve and when you have an offense that is anemic that sieve is going to get more tired and look more sieve like so uh, i mean what is he going to do throw the kitchen sink at it and just like it's going to be a touchdown every play because tom's just going to throw it over the over the top and someone's going to be open i I don't know it's tough I, i I feel for him. I guess he can get a little more creative, but maybe, maybe like he is just well aware of how lacking uh, of talent at the pass rush position uh, or, or, you know, 
group that he has. I, I mean, yeah, he, I, I don't know. What would you guys do differently than what he did with this lack of talent? Um, I think, well, oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I think you got to get more creative in the way you, you pass rush then. Right. I mean, like, it just feels like we're, we're always like, we're like, they're easily blocking our three or four people that were rushing. And it feels like, you know, Bradbury's had a fall from grace, like no other, the last, you know, 12 to 14 weeks dating back to last year. It just feels like there's nothing creative. And I, I don't know. I, I'm, I, you, you want to see like some stunts and you want to see a little bit more kind of creativity and, and get guys in the box that maybe aren't there all the time, but it's just the same old thing. We're just tackling guys one yard past the the first down marker. Yeah. Yeah. I I can't take credit for this, but Peyton said that uh, in the Washington game, the previous week where the, the, the Washington football team upset the, the Bucks, they were in zone for all but one play. And that one play was, was a big game for the, for uh, Tampa Bay. Um, we felt the need to mix it up. And every, any time we went, man, that's exactly what Brady wanted. And there was a huge completion. We didn't stop anybody on third down. It was almost a given that they were going to convert on, on any third down. A lot of those are really, really crucial. That, that's, it goes to right. What I have to, what I have to say about Graham and, and how he had to run this defense. You can't yeah. have it going, man, because the talent's not there. Sure. Sure. I mean, and, and our buddy Zach had a, had a funny idea. He's like, we know we're not going to stop him. So let's just, you know, all out blitz every single play and just, 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 just try to like, in, just infuriate Tom Brady or just create chaos. Like if they, if they score like huge touchdowns, like whatever, you know, they're going to score a bunch of points anyway. Like instead of like slowly stabbing us to death, like let's just let them like, let's, let's take our shot and try to just, again, agent of chaos. Um, Speaking of which uh, you, you bring up uh, TB's name there. Can we talk about the fact that he definitely went cleats up at, at uh, uh, McKinney? When he on that 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 first down run, which is just yeah. such scumbag stuff, and so typical of this robot that we have to watch week in week out, and no one mentioned it on the broadcast. It was blatant, but uh, you, you can't go against the company line. I don't think like that. And then did you see his his celebration? Like he just like you know won the Super Bowl. Just yeah, yeah. Let's go, let's go. Yeah, yeah. Cool, dude. Um, I'm not going to forget this time when we have a wrestling match and I give you pink eye. Yeah, did, um, did you did you listen last week, Nick? Uh, basically, it's, kept it's, him on a spot like that. Yeah, well, I mean, it, I mean, the, the the name of the episode was that time Dan is going to fight Tom Brady. So <laughs> <laughs> it's like a yeah, it's again, it's like a a, a time you know conundrum, like a, a Christopher Nolan movie, like that time where I'm going to. No one knows when it's going to happen, but it's going to happen in some plane of existence. It may have happened already. An alternate. Uh, that's why. Way. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I will. You name the spot, Tom. Um, okay, I think I think that's it. Uh, we're, we're pretty upset with the Giants. Uh, I think Jason Garrett's gone. I just want to say, see what you guys think about um, where the, basically we should rename this podcast the Dave Gettleman Podcast. Um, where does he stand now? Does he have any chance at all of, of staying? Um, if they went out the rest of the season, is he staying? Um, and with that, I, I want to uh, remind everyone of, of a tweet that, uh, Ian sent out from the Big Blue United handle on Twitter, which is a great follow if you're just looking for just just pure Giants news. Um, Dave Gettleman has never had more than three wins through the first ten games in a season as GM of the Giants. Is that good? <laughs> He's never won more than three games in the first ten games of a season. That means we've never had fun 
when while he's been GM. Wow. So there's no there's no saving. There's I mean like I can't find a redeeming like I was actually sitting here before and I'm like, all right, what's the case for Gettleman? Right? It's 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 the players, the body of work, right? It can't be the record because they're the worst record in you know all those statistics, the worst record yeah. in the last you know five years. But yeah. honestly, like if you step back, who's who on this team is a blue chip? Tony, Gano, right? Mate, what? Gano, Gano. Yeah, Gano. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> the, 30, the thirty-seven-year-old kicker. Yeah, like you know, there. McKinney looks has flashes of being good, but not blue chip. He's Andrew good. Thomas is is coming up. I mean, he he's yeah, but not, not blue, blue chip. chip. No. Not blue. Not when there's three other better tackles in his draft class. You know, D- D- Saquon is absolutely not. Nope. You know, there's no, there's no like Ingram is absolutely not. And you, you sit here and you go, you know, the guy we've had top ten picks for the last whatever years, and we've got one blue chip guy, and it was this last draft. And I'm we're giving you the benefit of the doubt, calling him blue chip because he's got flashes of talent. Yeah. But you know, I I don't know. I just I I, I don't have any like I, I it's I'm hard pressed to find a way that he hangs around beyond this year. I think the question is is not what you guys think. It's what you guys think if you were dropped in the brain of, of John Mara because any logical, reasonable person would think he's out yesterday. Um, I don't know, Colin. Can you step into the, 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 mind, the mind frame of, of a John Mara? Um, I think it's, it's possibly gotten to the point now where John is finally sick of throwing chairs down and storming out with a grimace on his face, being escorted and hearing it from his friends guards. at the country club. Just yeah, just yeah. When, and, when, when, he's, when he's done, just giving him. Yeah, yeah. When when, he, when he's done uh, uh, having servants give him food at the at the Rye Country Club or whatever. Um, <laughs> what, <that's> a, <laughs> um, sorry, sorry for outing you and your, your safe haven, John. But this is getting real, dude. <laughs> uh, he should sell the thing. But anyway. Um, <laughs> What I think is that he's finally coming to the point where, and I, this is just just me, and I, I, I think he's going to do some knee-jerk stuff. I think there's going to be a change of his mindset, similar to, like I said, his father went through in the late 70s. I think it, it, this is a seminal point that exactly his father did when George Young was hired, when someone so different and out of the, the realm of the, the typical attaboy, uh, you know, died in the wool blue friend from years back, I think they got to go different. They got to go weird. And I think he knows it. I think he needs to, to maybe hire some outside people to help him hire because maybe he'll have the idea where, um, maybe I'm not the football guy I thought I was it's a good point. So when you're looking for your next coach, right. And you're, you're trying to be different and you're trying to like, what are you looking for? I mean, you could go one of three ways you go the retread, right. We, we call up Lovey Smith. We get his, that big, beautiful beard and we get him back here. Do you go like a, do you go like a coordinator that's hot, the flavor of the week, or do you go for like a college guy? Like what are, I mean, what are you doing? If you're, if, if assuming that this, just this Titanic continues to hit the iceberg, where, I mean, Dan, where, where, where are you guys going? I know. I'm, I'm doing the reverse Ted Lasso. Getting Pep Guardiola in here. Just just bringing in some European flavor. Reinvent the wheel. Um, you think you think Pep wouldn't know what to do with Kadarius Tony? No, he would. Yeah, yeah. He'd make him quarterback like I think he should be. Um, it would be amazing. Dude, I'm dead serious, by the way. 
running wildcat every play with Kadarius Tony. Yeah. Just throwing fun balls up to Kenny Galladay. Hey, just, just, hey, you, you, you put Daniel and, and Kenny Galladay in the red zone, just throw them both up the ball, see what happens. Daniel Jones can play like like a like a tight end, like a like a you know, like a like a Kyle Pitts type tight end. <laughs> repurpose him. He's tall. I don't know. I I uh, I mean I don't know enough about the college game to have anyone except for like what everyone says in Lincoln Riley. Um but there are teams that are doing smart things. It seems that the McVay tree is, is pretty strong. I, I like a, a lot of what uh, the Chargers are doing this year, even though they're up and down. Um, I don't know. I, I've been so blinded by by uh, getting rid of the GM. I haven't paid any attention to coaching, coaching prospects. But um, anything that's opposite of what we have, <laughs> essentially. And uh, offensive uh, offensive coach, not a special teams coach, not a defensive coach. I want an offensive uh guy with a with a distinct vision um that and that has a plan on what to do with saquon and dale jones um no like no wishy-washiness a a distinct plan identified our our problems and and uh, a way to go about fixing it given the insane amount of draft capital we have and um and and where the league's going you have to have strong opinions and all that this is easy. I know the exact guy for this. It's Ben McAdoo. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> He's been in the workshop. Yeah. <laughs> we figured it out. Like, it, it just failed the first time. He'll step right in. He'll be successful. I mean, he knows that he knows. Davis, the, Davis Davis <laughs> yeah, him in that, him in that suit. Yeah. Oh, um, gosh. Uh, with coaching, know. yeah, like I wish I, – I agree, Dan. I, I think it has to be an offensive-minded uh, coach to to the point of a guy who wants to call his own plays and has a, a wherewithal to know what, like, timeouts are and when to use them. That would be nice. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. Bottom line, I mean, we could do that. All right. Well, I think I think that that's good for now. Um, I don't know. We're playing the Eagles next week. I'm going. Eagles are looking better and better. Colin's going. Um you know, I think the mandate has been uh, sell your tickets to Eagles fans and, and maybe maybe let them embarrass the Giants in the stadium. But uh, Strahan's getting inducted. We're going to have um, a rough game ahead of us. Their offensive line is, is really playing really well. I can't see us getting any pass rush. And with the way um, they've, been, they've been playing, with, and, 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 I don't know. I don't know if you guys want to have any thoughts or do you want to say win or lose? What do you guys think? That's, that's, that's another loss there. A loss. Okay. Yeah, they're tough. They're playing really well. I, 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 I do – this team, though, just has enough of the, like, pull me back in just to, like, just to break my heart worse later. Yeah. So I could Always see do. them, like, winning, can, like, a, like a heart – you know, like a final drive. Daniel Jones puts it together – Offense and, looks good all of a sudden. Yeah, because yeah. I'm looking – I'm just looking at the schedule, and you're like, you know what? They beat Philly. They find a way to beat Miami. You know, you, you got L.A., Dallas, Philly, Chicago, Washington. You're like, I'm sitting here, and I'm like, this could be like I'm talking myself into it. All of a sudden, you know, they, they win two in a row, and then they just get gutted in like week 17. I don't know. I just – I'd rather just hope they lose and, and keep the low the low expectations. Yeah. Yeah. Team, the team's cooked. Season's cooked. Um, all right. Well, Nick, thank you so much for joining us. It was great having you. Um, I forgot that TJ was, wasn't here. Um, you've, you've done great. 
Um, but uh, we'll, we'll see you all next week. Remember to follow us on Big Blue United uh, on Twitter. And email us at BigBlueUnited at Gmail. Check out TPBN. Um, and do all your, your betting on DraftKings. Uh, it's, it's a great, it's a great uh, application, and you can make lots of money. There's no risk. Um, uh, and you know, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Uh, thank you so much. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. See ya.